Hi, friends. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 42. On today's short little bonus episode, I wanted to talk about contracts. So I'm just demystifying what a contract is, how to write one, and how to make sure you're protected. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kubides, CEO of Kubides Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited today to talk about contracts. I feel like this is a question that I get a lot, especially from emerging artists and um, just musicians in general. You know, when you're trying to do a record or a gig, or you're a touring musician, or um, you get invited to give a masterclass or play a recital or you know solo with an orchestra. Like contracts are always that like nebulous thing and you know sometimes we're like but I don't want to have one and I don't want to be weird or I don't want to be that person or maybe it feels like a little bit draconian so I'm gonna hopefully with this episode just answer all the questions and um, just give you like a very simple method and and kind of like some steps and things that contracts need to have um, I when I first started my business, um, did a combination of things. I, I do have a, an artist services agency, so I'm, I am an agent and, you know, there's a lot of copyright and things like that, that I have to work with. So I did kind of a balance between hired a lawyer, um, to help me write some contracts. And then also, you know, just being in business and life, uh, taught me what actually needs to be in these contracts. And I think the first thing is just getting the emotion out of having a contract. So I like to think of contracts as like, the clarity um, component of the project. And I always refer to this Brene Brown quote, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And taking that into consideration, like you want to make sure that everybody collaborating with you or everything that's happening um, as a result of whatever you're doing artistically is in writing. And what's really awesome about the contract is that, you know, if I'm working with a presenter or with a venue or with an artist, we don't have to ask ourselves what, you know, the payment is going to be, what the fee is, when the payment's going to happen, when the event actually is, when does it start, all these things, like all of the questions that you could potentially have re regarding, you know, said event or project or whatever are in the contract. So if we think about it as this like aid and tool that minimizes our communication in the sense of like, you know, a thousand threads for an email um, and just gives great clarity on what to expect, what is expected of you as the artist, what you're going to receive in return for your services. Um, it's just very, very important. So let's just first focus on getting rid of that negative bias of contracts being, you know, evil or mean or complicated or whatever. Um, so there's a couple of things that need to be in a contract in order for them to be valid and to just kind of make sense and protect both parties. So the first thing that I would say is there needs to be a date on the contract. Um, if you are signing an expired contract, I guess, in theory, it's not valid. Um, and it's nothing other than, um, here's a horrible example, but a good one. Um, so my husband and I leased a car back in October, uh, actually back at the end of September. And unfortunately, two weeks after uh, we had leased this car, my husband got into a car accident and he was hit by a semi truck. Thankfully, he was okay. Um, but the dealership made some like 
shady mistake or I don't know. Long story short, it the contract said that when the payment went through that the car was taken technically off the lot after the accident had happened. So Nissan was like, this is fraud. Like, how could you have been hit by a car that was still on our lot or, you know, how or like what is happening? So contracts have to be signed on the day that you are sharing and saying what is going to be in this contract. Um, the dates need to be correct that are in the contract. Um, and you know, if you're accepting a gig, let's just say, you know, for 2020 or let's not be crazy. Let's just say the spring of 20, not the spring of 2019, cause it's already this past the spring of 2019. Let's say spring of 2020. Um, you, you know, are going to write the date that is currently right now. And then Everything that is related to that activity in 2020 needs to be spelled out with dates, with times, all of that already in the contract. So you just want to make sure that you're not signing a contract dated, you know, 2018 and it's 2019 is the, the moral of the story. The next thing you want to have is make sure that the contract is between two parties and that both parties have a specific name. So, for example, in my company, you know, I am the the agent um, or the presenter sometimes and the artist is the artist. So, you know, Karen Cubitas on behalf of Cubitas Artist Services um, contract between, let's just say Jeremy Wilson, the artist. And, um, we know that this contract that is being written, it doesn't matter who is preparing this contract, how it's being prepared, um, is between those two parties. So those are the two parties that are liable and responsible for everything that is spelled out in this contract, um, and are the two people that should be talking to each other about what is happening in this contract. Um, the next thing that I would recommend is, you know, just keeping it simple at the end of the day, you don't have to have any like draconian verbiage. Like we don't necessarily need like force majority which is like, you know, an act of God, like things don't have to be that dramatic, but you could just say, you know, like on this day and write the date between, you know, Karen Kibitas and Jeremy Wilson, um, we're going to agree to the following terms. That could be a beautiful entrance and like first paragraph for your contract. And then the work that's going to be done is as follows. And then just simply list what the work is. So Let's just say um, I just had my emerging artist workshop a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Jeremy's contracted to give a four-hour masterclass on what, what day was it? On I think it was like July twenty. No, it was July twentieth. On July twentieth, um, between one and four p.m., and he has a hard stop at four thirty, and he's going to do you know two hours of um, solo masterclass, and then he's going to do an hour and a half of audition orchestral prep where we're going to do some section playing, like just get as specific as possible. Um, and for the agreed amount of time on said day, this is the confidential compensation for um, the work. And then you, you know, have listed how much the compensation is going to be. And then the next thing, um, you want to make sure you incorporate confidentiality, um, whether it be of the amount that you are going to offer the person or the, it's being offered to you. Um, it's never public knowledge how much you make doing anything unless you're working with a mentor or with a life coach or with someone that's helping you kind of grow your career. Um, I always advise, you know, just keeping those things to yourself. Um, not because there's anything wrong with, you know, being open or sharing that, but, uh, you want to make sure that as, you, especially as you're building your career, you know, if, if, in 2020, you know, you're charging X amount of dollars for a masterclass and then you're moving and making all these strides and you win a job and all this stuff happens that in 2021, people don't expect you to charge the same amount that you did in 2020 because everyone's talking about it. So I just think having an element of confidentiality is very important um, in the contract world. Um, and then, you know, having a clause where um, we're talking about 
you know, if anything's going to change in this specific agreement that, um, it needs to be in writing and that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, on a letter and sent through a pigeon, it could be like in an email, it could be, you know, a separate document, an amendment. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of like exhibit A or exhibit B. These are components of a contract that can be added on, um, in the event that there's something that needs to change. So for example, let's just say for the emerging artist workshop, um, I needed Jeremy to, record a video um, and, you know, maybe a testimonial or something. So I would add, you know, in writing. So here for exhibit A, you know, the artist agrees to do a one minute talking head testimonial video on the workshop um, taking place, you know, on July 20th at 4.15 p.m. and it should last no more than two minutes. And then, you know, Jeremy gets that information and then decides yes or no and then signs again on this document i sign on the document and then that's the only way to make any amendments um for those of you that are traveling or um touring or going to master classes in different places like i would recommend um if you're going to buy airfare or if you're going to spend a significant amount of money that is non-refundable to make sure that you also have like a a contingency in there where if the event that the event gets canceled or something happens that there is still some compensation or even the possibility of a confirmed rescheduling of said event um, just so you're not out of whatever that investment is. Um, you want to make sure to just protect yourself, um, especially because nobody is out to get you or doing it maliciously, but there's just certain politics and situations that um, I just find, again, having in a contract and having it be clear just be really incredibly helpful. Um, and then the last thing that I would say is just making sure that the contract makes sense for what you're trying to do. Um, if you're, for example, commissioning a composer, um, it makes sense to know like when the first draft is due, it makes sense to know when they're estimating the piece to be done. Um, talking about recording rights, performance rights, you know, all of that. So um, I'll definitely do more episodes where I, I focus on like specific contracts. But just to recap a general idea, you want to make sure you have the date, the two parties or however many parties are involved. What specifically is happening? Um, what is the agreement between the parties? How much the confidential compensation is for? Um you know, having a contingency in case, you know, something happens that's out of everyone's control. Um, and also just to protect yourself if, in the artist's case of, you know, any cancellations or last minute changes, um, making sure that all additions are done in writing. And that's part of the contract. So I usually say, you know, any amendments to the contract uh, need to be done in writing and um, ideally 30 days before the event. So if somebody wants to change something, maybe a date, a venue, even repertoire, um, I need at least 30 days notice before the performance. Um, and then the last thing is to just make sure that both parties are signing. Um, you want to make sure that there's a printed line with uh, the person's names um, and that they're both signed and that both parties have a copy of this. Um, I'm guilty of this myself where I will send, you know, one of my vendors, um, an LOE, a letter of engagement, and then they'll sign it. And then I just don't sign it. <laughs> and then I have to like remind myself to sign it and then send it back. So both of us are protected um, because if both parties have not signed it and both parties don't have a copy of it, the contract is null, which means it's not valid. So you just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page um, when it comes to contracts. So um, this is, you know, short episode. Just wanted to sprinkle in and talk on the surface about contracts. Um, so, of course, if you have any questions, just comment um, on all of our social media. Uh, we have a contact section on the website. Um, so if you have any questions, I'd love to help. You can, of course, find me on Instagram at Karen.cubitas. Um, and yeah, just let's kind of 
practice getting a little more organized and, and just knowing exactly what it is that we're doing, how much we're getting paid, when we're getting paid, um, and you know, just having things in writing. Mm -hmm.